The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, joined by my good buddy Chuck here to break down this wonderful Sunday, February 7th slate for you guys. We have five games to talk about, but it feels good to be back. Uh, let's just get that out, and I have to say it. Uh, obviously, if you guys are you know daily listeners or follow me on Twitter, you notice I, I haven't done a show in quite some time. So I had to take some time off, uh, deal with some family things, be there with the family and for the family. And, you know, it's it's a thing that's easier said than done when you have an awesome team around you like the guys I have here at the DFS today and I hoop ball because, uh, you know, nothing skips a beat. These guys are absolutely fantastic. They crushed it every single day I was gone. I listened to every single show. I read every article uh, and I missed every single person and I miss doing them. So, you know, needless to say, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm ready to jump back into things. Thank you for everybody who reached out to me. Uh, you know, let me say that first. Um, you know, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Uh, a lot of a lot of nice things were said, um, and it does mean a lot to me. It, it definitely does. So, thank you everybody for that as well. But, Chuck, how you doing, man? It feels like forever since we last spoke. Yeah, man, I'm doing good, man. It's good to hear your voice back on the pod. Uh, I know we were supposed to do uh, a couple of the past couple of weeks. I just hope, uh, you know, I hope everything's going good for you and your family. You know, the best it can be uh, going forward. And I'm um, just excited to be finally doing a pod with you on a Saturday. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And yeah, I, these are these are my favorite shows, the Saturday shows. You know, listen, I'm, there's no day job work on the weekend for me. So uh, I get to kind of check over this slate. I get to relax a little bit. Take my uh, my mind off the uh, you know what's uh, on the on the schedule tomorrow for work. Uh, this is also a very unique slate because it's on a special day of the big game. So uh, while a lot a lot of people are going to be sitting there watching the big game, you know whether it's the uh, Chiefs or Bucks, maybe they're doing DFS for football. Uh, there's still going to be some basketball going on early in the day, and people may not be researching as much. Uh, plain and simple, when crossover in sports happen. It is hard for those players who, you know, invested in both of those to kind of focus attention to both. So uh, we can generally get a little advantage, a little bit of an edge here. But we're going to jump right into things. We only have five games to talk about, so it's not going to be a crazy long podcast. Also, I got to get my my vocal cords back up to where they used to be, to, you know, being a little wild. But uh, before we just jump right into it, just a quick shout out to my bookie. If you guys haven't already signed up at mybookie.ag, I really I really don't know what to tell you. You're missing out. You missed out all all these odd boosts and, and promo games that we're just pretty much throwing around free money. Uh, but it's not too late. If you're listening to this in the morning, uh, the big game is tonight. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up, use that promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L. You'll get a fifty percent deposit match on up to one thousand bucks. So you deposit a thousand dollars, they will give you five hundred dollars for free. You can use that all on the big game. You can do prop bets. You can do parlays. Or you can go check out their unique and wonderful, fully-fledged casino platform. So anything that you can imagine that might be local table games, whether it's slots, you name it, they have it. So much fun. So many things you can do over there at my book. You just head over there, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. That is H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And I'd uh, be a little remiss if I didn't mention our good friends over at Manscaped. They are absolutely crushing Crushing the mail grooming business, uh, all their different products. 
You guys hear us talk about them all the time, whether it's a three point lawnmower 3.0, the weed whacker. Uh, they're all absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I, me and Santino talk, um, you know, what's your favorite product? And I, I, even the boxers are fantastic. So they got these compression shorts, uh, everything. And you can get a little piece of every single one of their products. If you get that perfect package kit, try it out. It's great for little travel uh, occasions, whether you're a business travel or you're just going on a vacation or if you just want to make it a nice little gift. Uh, it's all perfect, and it gets even more perfect or even better if you head over there and use that promo code HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. So, Jack, we got some good things right here, my good man. <laughs> we got Absolutely. some good things. We are here. Five games to talk about. First game on the docket. These start at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you guys know, there was a game that was already postponed or canceled. That was supposed to be the Blazers. Uh, versus the Hornets. Now it's going to be the Hornets versus the Wizards. So first game of the night, Utah Jazz traveling to Indiana to take on this Pacers team. As far as the injury report goes for the Pacers, Brian Bowen, Karis LeVert, Cassius Stanley, TJ Warren all ruled out. For the Jazz, as only major to note is Mike Conley has already been ruled out. And it's also worth mentioning, I'll just say here at the top, we do not have any totals. We do not have any lines. We do not have any spreads. So uh, some of these teams on back-to-backs. And uh, just keep an eye on that in the morning. We should have that news, if not by midnight tonight, as we're recording this about 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time the night before. So I'll pass it over to you, my good friend, Chuck. All right. Break this down for me. Let's talk about this Utah Jazz team. No Mike Conley. we got to expect some usage, some minutes, some ball handling, a little bit of everything to get spread around. But who are you looking at? Yeah, that's a lot of usage that needs to go uh, around on this uh, Utah team. Um, looking at uh, Jordan Clarkson for filling in the role of uh, Mike Conley on this one. Uh, he should get uh, a lot more usage than he's been getting, and he's been getting a fair amount um, uh, in the, for the entire season. So at 5,700, uh, Jordan Clarkson, just the way he's been playing, he's been hitting threes and uh, just uh, – just going out there as a six man, he should. I'm I'm assuming he sh- he might get that start. So um, Jordan Clark's at 5700 is a great play on the Utah side of the ball, and uh, I'm guessing with Conley out, there's a lot of guys that are up in that seven eight k range um, on this slate. Um, not many games, but still there are some good studs. But Donovan Mitchell 7900. Um, when Conley's not on the floor, Donovan Mitchell is usually the one uh, uh, facilitating and dominating and getting that usage. So, um, I mean, if that's a guy you want to look at at 7,900, he's definitely uh, in play for uh, for the Utah side of the ball. And uh, there's not much value. Um, I mean, Bogdanovich, is, he just came off a great game. Um, he's shooting. He's he's doing everything. Um, so, you know, you could take a look at him. You could take a look at Joe Angles. Joe Angles is down at uh, 5,300. He's a good facilitator. With Conley out, he's going to be getting tons of usage as well so i mean these guys you know they're the regular guys um that that are uh that are getting usage on a daily but with Conley out they're definitely going to get a bump yeah i think you just said it perfectly i mean utah uh there's not too many guys that we necessarily expect to just thrust right into a new role and all you know all of a sudden just you know be one of those spot start 35 minute type guys that we could plug and play at 3k uh they don't really have that their usage just kind of gets spread around we're gonna see mitchell handle the ball a little bit more uh, I don't think we'll see Clarkson start. I think we'll still probably see Clarkson come off the bench. We'll likely probably see Ingles slide into that starting lineup. Right. Um, it could be either or. Uh, but Ingles, not, nonetheless, they'll both get uh, a bump in usage. They'll both handle the ball a little bit more. They'll both have to play a little bit more point guard. We saw Ingles' assist go up in the last one once Conley went down. So I have interest in both those guys. I don't mind Mitchell. I think a lot of people are going to go to him. 
it, it doesn't hurt. Seventy nine hundred. If you have the money, it's Donovan Mitchell. The guy could get hot, and he's going to probably have a you know twenty to twenty four shot attempts in this game. So wouldn't mind him. And then I think we need a dumpster dive. There's one other guy we could look at, and it's going to be Derek Favors. Thirty nine hundred. Not my favorite guy on the slate. Nonetheless, they're going against Indiana, who plays big. Uh, you know, they're not going to be able to get away with just running Bogdanovich at the four the entire time going against a guy like Demontis Bonus. They might want to get a little bit more favors action involved in there. 3,900. The guys put up at least 20 DK points in four straight games. So he's hitting value. And if you give him maybe 20 to 22, 23 minutes, he might be able to get you 25. So don't hate it, but not the, not the best play. It's there if you need it. But we'll slide over to this Indiana side of the ball now. Uh, things are a little more interesting on this side because we are finally starting to get some depressed salaries for this guy. First thing that pops off the page for me is Demonis Sabonis at 8300 uh, It feels like we haven't seen that price tag in quite some time. Do you have any interest in it? Yeah, I mean, we've seen him at 10K before. I mean, he just came off a, a, an awful game. What a letdown for any of the owners who had him um, that last game, a three for 13, um, usually popping big double-doubles on um, every night, but uh, just a rare, rare outing for him. I expect to bounce back. Um, again, there's some uh, there's some studs on this, and not, you know, out of five games, um, he is going against Utah, one of the best defenses in the league. So it's it's a, it's a tough call. I'm, I'm probably going to have sh- a, a share of a Sabonis because I, I do expect a, a bounce back. But um, it, it's tough against a Utah defense to take him in this one. Um, I, I think the other guy who stepped up uh, last game when they were uh, once a bonus was really struggling there was uh jeremy lamb uh 5800 just had a a good game 17 points six rebounds you know he shot five for six 83 percent um 50 5800 is just a good price for jeremy lamb just uh he's getting his minutes uh bumped and uh he's he's got a good usage role over there on that side and not much real not much real value on this side but i do like justin holiday just because he did have a good game 22 points that last game so i mean other than that brock brock um Brogdon's been struggling with his shot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back off him on this one. Yeah, so I mean, you you touched on it. These guys, uh, you know, both Brogdon and Sabonis are kind of looking for bounce back games in this one, and they're both of their salaries kind of reflect upon uh, their poor performances. Uh, bottom line, they're both in good matchups, despite what their uh, you know DVA says. Uh, you know, you look on DraftKings, it says that they're playing the first uh, you know opponent ranked position at their positions, and don't get me wrong, they kind of are. Uh, but the bottom line is Brogdon's not going against Mike Conley. And Mike Conley is the reason why they are so good against opposing point guards. He is not there. Uh, Brogdon's a little cheaper at 7,600. So he makes sense to me as a GPP play. Someone a little bit more contrarian. I probably could do a little bit safer and better in cash. But I definitely don't mind Brogdon as much as I normally would in this matchup. And the same thing could be said for Sabonis. Uh, a lot of that bad matchup, it, it just reflects upon him uh, also being center eligible. And going against a guy named Rudy Gobert. But Miles Turner will probably spend most of the time with Rudy. And if, if that's the case, Sabonis should be able to find a little bit of a mismatch between Bogdanovich and Ingles and all these other guys, unless they just decide to keep running favors at the four. And even then, that's still a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, favors feet not quick enough probably to, to handle Sabonis. But um, I don't mind both those priced up guys. If I'm looking to go maybe a little bit cheaper in, you know, in any of these spots, you know, I wouldn't mind looking at a guy like McDermott. McConnell's getting up there in price. I'll, I'll probably, uh, you know, avoid him at 5,500. And Lamb, you touched on him. It's just tough for me because it's uh, it's hit or miss at this point. He's priced up to the point where, you know, there's still a little bit left uh, on the bone, a little meat left on that bone at 5,800. We've seen him get over 30 a few times. Yeah. Um, I just think, I think at the end of the day, I'll probably end up going in other spots. 
Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. It's it's another contrarian play. I think if you go get with any of these uh, Pacers, you're kind of using it in a little bit of a contrarian approach in this kind of matchup. But we'll slide on to the next game. Cool. <laughs> Miami Heat traveling to New York to take on the Knicks. So the Knicks played earlier uh, today as well. We saw mm-hmm. that. Uh, they kind of mopped the floor with the Blazers pretty early on, and it was it was just dominating defense in that game. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about the injury report before we jump into anything. For the Heat, Avery Bradley, Goran Dragic, Maurice Harkless, Myers Leonard all ruled out. Gabe Vincent is probable. Jimmy Butler is probable as well. The Knicks did not release their injury report. Like I said, they played today. So we'll start off with this Miami Heat team. Uh, they've been just in and out uh, with just different bodies sliding all around. And, you know, Jimmy Butler playing, that's a great thing. We'd love to see it. 8400 it's a fine price tag. Do I end up going to it? I want to say no, but there's a slight narrative that has me a little interested. He's going against his guy. Uh, he's going against his guy, Tibbs. It's going to be in New York. Yep. Um, there's a little bit of that narrative. So I'm not going to completely write him off. It, it, you know, Jimmy might just get up for this game. He, him and Tibbs had a great relationship. This isn't like I hate that coach kind of thing. Uh, Tibbs, if you remember, with Tibbs' coach in Minnesota, he's the one that went out of his way to get Jimmy there. And Jimmy w- wanted to be there because mm-hmm. of Tibbs. So mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a little action. I probably won't be playing any BAM. Uh, Tyler Hero, he'll see a little bit of increased usage at 6,900. I don't love it. I don't hate it. The Knicks have been playing good defense. It's back to back, so maybe a little bit more involved. Uh, you know, you could get a little bit more involved on Tyler Hero, but at that price tag, I, I don't think I'll end up going to to him. If anything, it's going to be Jimmy Butler contrarian. Kendrick Dunn should continue to see decent minutes in this rotation as long as one of these wings are out. And Avery Bradley is, uh, I believe he's already been rolled out. Yep, like I said, Avery Bradley already rolled out. So. He should continue to see at least low 20s. I don't know if we could expect, you know, the 33, the 32 every single night. I don't expect him to shoot 11 of 17 like he did in the last one against Washington in a blowout. Uh, that game, he got extra garbage time run as well. Nonetheless, I think that we can definitely look at him. He's not that cash game lock-in, uh, but he's definitely in play. So for me, the guys I'll be taking a look at, it'll be Kendrick Dunn. It'll be a little bit of Jimmy Butler, and then that's probably it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's exactly who I'm looking at. Um, Kendrick Nunn will be getting that look uh, a little bit. Tyler Hero and uh, and definitely got to take a couple shots on Jimmy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Bam as well. So just because you know, the Dragic news, the Dragic news, and um, and uh, Avery Bradley being out, definitely got to look at Hero and um, and like you said, um, Kendrick Nunn. So I'm I'm with you on this one. All right, then let's look on the other side of the ball. The Knicks here. Uh, they played well. Uh, there's a few guys that we might be able to look back and go back to the well. Alfred Payton being one of them, he absolutely balled out today. Um, and I wouldn't say like absolutely, absolutely, you know, balled out, but uh, the guy went out there, put up uh, 22-7-4, kind of looked like he was comfortable. And for the past two games, he he has his starting job back. So at 4,500, if he does it again, now keep in mind, it's Tibbs. Uh, we can see that carpet get pulled out very quickly, but it looks like he's making a concerted effort to – Temper the expectations on quickly. Uh, you know, the the hype train was getting a little out of control with him. Everybody was talking about when's he going to take the job, when's he going to take the job. That's not Tibbs's thing. So keep that in mind. At 4,500, Alfred Payton is definitely in play. Now, the Heat aren't the team I like to target point guards against. But if he's going to play 35 or 30 plus minutes at 4,500, I have to have some shots on him. So I do like me some Alfred Payton. Uh, outside of that, I think I might take a couple stabs at maybe a guy like Alec Burks, but I still think I prefer Payton over him a little bit. And that's probably it for me over here. I have more interest in the later games. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, somebody like Julius Randle. I'm I'm going to be looking up uh, going forward a little uh, ahead of the schedule with guys around his his salary. But uh, yeah, Alec Burks had a great game. Um, I'll definitely be looking at him at 5200. Um, R.J. Barrett uh, probably take uh, you know he's he's at 6300, but I'm I'm definitely going to take a couple shots on him. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much it for me on this side. Uh, Peyton did have a great game, but um, it's just I, back to back. Um, I, I don't know. if if Tibbs is going to be, you know, try to give Rivers some run, or I know Rivers is uh, suffering a little ankle problem there, but um, might be able to see Rivers on a, on a back-to-back here. Um, and Noel is should have been playing this game, but um, he didn't play. So, I, he, you know, at his salary right now, he's pretty low. Um, where is he at? At 3,800, it might take a shot at him if I end up seeing that he's in. All right. We will keep it moving then. We're at the halfway point right here. Cool. Third game. Another 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Washington Wizards traveling to Charlotte. Take on the Hornets. Four injuries. The Hornets, Vernon Carey, Nate Darling, Devontae Graham, Jalen McDaniels. All ruled out while P.J. Washington is questionable. For the Wizards, Thomas Bryant is out. Raul Neto is questionable. This is where things get juicy for me. This is, this is where I start to get a lot of my exposure. You guys were probably listening and saying, well, he doesn't like anybody. Uh, he likes Alfred Payton. He likes maybe maybe a little bit of Malcolm. Oh, we got a guest. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, you, it wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first bark we had on the podcast. So coming out of nowhere. No worries. I'll I'll uh, I'll start off here. I'll look at the Wizards. You know, this is going to be a game where I'm definitely going to want some exposure. Uh, I'm expecting a fairly close game. I'm expecting a fairly high total in this one. So looking at Beal, looking at Westbrook, both these guys very much in play. Uh, they're the reason that, you know, I, I mentioned I'm not playing guys, uh, Julius Randle, I'm not playing Bam. Yes, they're different positions, but they're both uh, that high price tag. You know, I want one of these two guys. I want one of Beal. I want one of Westbrook. I probably prefer Westbrook coming off of a bad game. 8,900. He's under 9K for a guy that can triple-double on any given night. Um, and it's just the floor that you feel comfortable with with Westbrook. 8,900. It's unreal. So cash, GPPs, he's good for both of them. I don't mind him. Uh, Beal maybe a little bit safer in GPP or a little bit better for GPPs just because I think Westbrook has that little slightly safer floor. I can't even say that Beal's averaging like 35 actual points, but I have interest in them. Uh, and then the other guy I want to take a look at is somebody who's just been balling and playing well, and it's Alex Len. Uh, he's doing it in limited minutes, but over the last two games, this dude has just been productive uh, on his new team. Keep in mind, you know, he started over there in uh, Toronto this season. Um, I guess I should say Florida, but. 16, uh, 18 points, three boards, two assists, five blocks, two steals in that last one. Now, don't expect those defensive numbers every single time. But even in the game prior, where he had no steals, no blocks, still was able to put up about 24.5 DK points. So he looks like he's going to be that stable backup center. He's pretty much splitting the time right down the middle with Robin Lopez. And at 4K, I, I could definitely see myself taking a couple stabs at a guy like Alex Len. Wouldn't expect him to draw a whole lot of ownership. I don't expect him to be necessarily sneaky. Uh, but definitely makes sense if you wanted to use him in a little bit of uh, a little bit of your GPP lineup. So I'll be looking at some Westbrook, a little bit of Beal, and then some Alex Len. And that is probably it for me. Yeah, I'm looking at Beal, 9,300. Uh, just coming off a bad game, I expect a, a, definitely a bounce back for him. Uh, just shot poorly there, but it, it's Beal, and I, I expect him definitely to have a great game uh, against Charlotte. Um, other than that, I'm not really liking the value here. I mean, Alex Len call, that's definitely a good call. Um I expected Denny to have a, a better game that last game, but um, I'm I'm gonna pass now. He's at 4K, so I'm just really looking at Beal, and yeah, I'll take a couple shots at Len, just like you said. Yeah, the thing about Denny is just you need one of Westbrook or Beal to be sitting. They just take too much usage. 
Yeah. Uh, there's just no shot attempts to go around. And even with Westbrook playing, it's hard for these bigs to get the rebounds. And that's why I'd rather play Len over a guy like Lopez. Uh, give me the give me the center that's getting the rebounds on the second usage where maybe Westbrook's not playing as much. Uh, I prefer that. We'll slide over to the other side of the ball. It's pretty much just as interesting over here. Uh, things get good, and then they get better. So we already know that we're missing Devontae Graham, so we should see a starting backcourt of Lamella Ball, Terry Rozier. Uh, sign me up. Terry Rozier, 5600 That is a stupid cheap price tag. Uh, I just expect him to be quite, quite chalky, especially with no Devontae Graham. In his first game back after returning from injury, he managed 36 minutes. He's fine. Put up 33.5 DK points. I'm good with it. He's going to be one of my favorite plays on the slate for cash and GPP. So if you want to take a shot at Rozier, go for it. I'm with you there. Lamella Ball, same thing. 7,800. I prefer Rozier over him. I think a lot of people go straight to Lamella for the upside. Don't blame them. Wouldn't expect 27 shot attempts again necessarily, but uh, he still has that triple-double upside always baked into him. So both those guys very much in play. And you you could say the same thing about Hayward as well. Um, Those three guys will be targeting. If we see that P.J. Washington's rolled out, you could take a look at Bridges, but he's priced up now at uh, about 5,600. So I'll probably end up taking a pass. I'll just keep it with the guards and then a little bit of Hayward. Yeah, I'll pass on Bridges too. Off that 16 minutes, um, just wasn't getting much usage the last game like we we expected him to get. yeah, and, and just everybody in the in the front court on Charlotte, just not really looking at them, especially in this matchup. I'm um, not producing the way I would like him to produce. Gordon Hayward's up on his salary now. He's been in that uh, in that that seven K range, and now he's up to eight. So uh, I, I do like playing Gordon Hayward, but I think just at the salary, I'm, I'm going to have to pass on him. I'll have a couple shares of Lamelo Ball just because he looks like a wizard out there, and he's 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 doing good. Seventy eight hundred. Um, if you're going to want to, uh, you know, uh, alternate your lineups, he's a, he's a good guard to have there. Um, and yeah, like you said, Rosier down to 5,600, uh, just a good price. Um, expect him to definitely hit value on that. So that's pretty much it on this side. All right, man. Two games left. We're going to keep it moving. Boston Celtics traveling to Phoenix, take on the Suns, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for their injury report for the Celtics. Jalen Brown, Romeo Langford, Marcus Smart all rolled out for the Suns. Jay Crowder is doubtful. Uh, Abdul Nader's problem and Cameron Payne and Dario Sarge have been ruled out. Now, game's going to be a little bit interesting. No Jalen Brown for the Celtics team. We already know where we want to look. We want to look at Tatum. We want to look at Walker. We expect these guys to get a ton of usage. But this isn't a normal matchup. Phoenix has been playing great defense all season long. They slow the pace down. Uh, Tatum priced up at 9400 it's still a fair price tag for this guy. I mean, he should just be smacking in about 45 to 50 in a night-in, night-out basis. Uh, for as tough of a matchup as this is, Jay Crowder is one of their better defenders, and he's ruled out. He'll probably see a fair amount of bridges still, uh, but it's still a great matchup for Tatum. I, I think I'll end up probably spending my money elsewhere, uh, just you know, between Westbrook and we'll get to Kawhi Leonard later. But Tatum would make the GPP pivot off of those two guys. He's surely going to have less ownership than him in most contests than those two. Their other ones are just a little bit safer. Uh, for those reasons, that's kind of the only options I'm going to be really looking at Tatum. I don't know if I trust him as much in cash, but I don't fault you if you do. I just think that uh, I probably prefer Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard in my cash lineups. Kemba Walker, 68. He does draw the tougher matchup, though. He will get some Chris Paul defense. Nonetheless, 6,800 still a great price tag for the guy. He's in play. Do I end up with as much of him as I did in the last slate? Probably not. Uh, but he's still in play. And Tice did hurt his knee, but he's not on the injury report. He's expected to play in this one, it looks like. So I expect that to be a big jumbled up mess in the front court still with Tice, Thompson, and Robert Williams. Uh, Between those three, 
If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Thompson. Uh, but I don't feel good about any one of them. I think I already talked about a few cheap center options. I prefer over them. So what are you looking at on the Celtics? Yeah, this is uh, on this entire slate. This is where my my value looks. I, I got I like a lot of value on this on both sides of the ball here. Um, Robert Williams, 3,600. Just because uh, Brad Stevens said that uh, Tice was kind of looking a little slow on that last one. I'll step behind, and that's why he didn't end up playing him um, uh, the rest of that game. So uh, Robert Williams, Time Lord, 3,600. Just when he's out there and getting those uh, minutes, no matter what minutes he's getting, he's crazy value uh grant williams uh got the start last game um not sure what's gonna happen this one if he does get the start i'm definitely gonna take a look at him at 3600 and peyton pritchard 3900 uh, every time this guy gets the ball and i just want him to shoot because he makes it every every time i'm just like shoot dude and uh he looks good 3900 definitely a solid play he's getting those minutes um and he seems to be getting more confidence out there and yeah i'll take some shots at tatum 9400 um Kemba had a nice run in the second half there. He seemed like get some momentum. Hopefully he can get it going in this game, in this matchup. Uh, a little faster pace, so 6,800, not a bad guard at that uh, mid-tier range. Exactly. If you land on that mid-tier, it just, it's hard not to slide him right in there. And Pritchard's been out playing uh, Jeff Teague all season long, so I expect those minutes to keep kind of rising for Pritchard as he's coming off of that, uh, that knee injury he was dealing with. Uh, yeah. I would expect those to probably creep more up into like the uh, low to mid-20s. On the Phoenix side, though, these guys all feel a little bit priced, right? I have one guy that I have a lot of interest in. Um, actually, I guess you could say two. And it's not Chris Paul. Uh, it's going to be DeAndre Ayton, 6,800. I love targeting centers against the Celtics. They just they have a lot of bodies to throw out there, but um, they need Ayton. And they, they talked about after the last game, um, you know, they, they got away with an easy win against Detroit. But when they got smacked by New Orleans, they needed Ayton to step up big. Uh, and they need this guy to be a big role player. So I'm sure Chris Paul gave him his pep talk. Uh, they came out there. They smashed the Pistons. He's going to say, listen, I expect you to do the same thing against a good team. Uh, but at 6,800, he's one of my favorite center plays on him just because he's that nice mid-tier. Gives us that 30 to 40-point upside easily in there as well. So DeAndre Ayton signed me up. And then the other guy I'm looking at is going to be Devin Booker. Um, you know, the minutes, I want to see them, you know, a little bit stable. They're slowly kind of working their way up. They're still in the low 30s when – he was a guy that was playing, you know, high 30s, low 40s almost uh, a little bit earlier in the year. Uh, but with no Jalen Brown and no Marcus Smart, this Celtics team does not have that same perimeter defense that they normally would. That's a position that we would avoid targeting against them, but it's because of those two guys. So I don't mind taking a look at it and, and target a guy like Devin Booker. Again, some people get scared off of that rank when they see that they're facing the number two team against opposing shooting guards. Well, they were. Uh, but without Marcus Smart and not Jalen Brown, they're probably not the number two team anymore. So... For those two reasons, I'll take some shots on Booker. And that's probably it. I think everybody else is priced pretty fairly. Frank Kaminsky should continue to start. Uh, 3700 just because he's starting does not mean that he's going to go out there and play 30 minutes. He'll probably still be in the low 20s. They're going to do some small ball lineups. Uh, but at 3700 there's worse that we could do. And he makes sense as a value play. Yeah, I like those two guys in the front court. Uh, Kaminsky, 3,700 uh, tournament play for sure. He's playing good ball. And like you said, just uh, targeting uh, that that uh, Celtics uh, front court D, uh, DeAndre in good spot, 6,800. Um, one of my favorite centers on this entire slate. All right, quick and simple. We'll mm -hmm. keep it moving to the final game. Sacramento Kings traveling to L.A. to take on the Clippers in this one. Uh, for injuries. We do not have the Kings yet released because they did play today. Uh, but for the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, Paul George already ruled out. 
as we heard, Paul George is dealing with some right toe bone edema. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a doctor. I think he's just, it's like a lack of blood flow to your big toe, if I'm not mistaken. So I guess he's got dead toe. Uh, nonetheless, not fun to play with, I can imagine. And it, it comes in the midst of what the, what the dude's been doing this season. And, and it sucks. Uh, Paul George has been absolutely unreal. He's been kind of shutting a lot of people up. Everybody almost forgot about the whole playoff P and, you know, all that uh, that mumbo jumbo of uh, what he did in the bubble. And uh, this dude is just good. Uh, don't forget about it. Uh, so there's going to be some usage that gets picked up between, uh, you know, him being out between some of these guys that we're going to be talking about. And I will be targeting a lot of them. But we'll start with Sacramento here. I'll pass it over to you, Chuck. Who are you looking at in the Kings? Uh, yeah, De'Aaron Fox came off a good game. Uh, another guard you'll have to decide if you want to spend up on. Um, 8,700. Uh, good spot here against the Clips. Fast pace. Uh, Harrison Barnes coming off a great game. 6,600. Good price for a guy who's putting up 40-plus fantasy points um, in his past three games. So uh, definitely a good uh Good spot there, good roster position there for Harrison Barnes and Halliburton. Not starting, but the guy comes in a couple minutes into the game and just ends up uh, just being a key role player for that Sacramento team. So 6,200, definitely going to uh, have some Halliburton shares for sure. Uh, Holmes coming off a good uh, a good game, but uh, just not against that uh, that Clips, uh, Sergi Baca defense. I'm going to have to pass. So um, that's pretty much it on the Sacramento side for me. Yeah, I don't think I'll be spending up on uh, on Fox. Um Halliburton, I love I love Halliburton. He's probably my favorite rookie that came out of this class. Uh, the kid's a stud. He's just so polished. You know, people of you guys, if people have been listening to the show, they probably heard me say, um, you know, comparisons like Malcolm Brogdon. And it's in the aspect that this dude just was so NBA ready right when he came in. Uh, you would have thought that he's already been playing in the league for for some time. But I don't mind taking some stabs at him at 6,200. I, I just have to land on it. I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. Um, nonetheless, it's it's a tough matchup still, even without Paul George. Uh, they're a little bit weaker on the perimeter, so if that if I'm targeting him, it would be with a Halliburton or a Buddy Heald. Uh, the other guy I'd probably maybe talk about, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't love the price. I don't love the player. I hate it, but I'm going to mention it just that way people can't say I didn't talk about it. Uh, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, he did double-double today. He did block four shots today in 18 minutes. So he's been getting a decent role over the past few games, <clears throat> you know, high teens, uh, mid-teens minutes. He is a great point-per-minute guy. You don't need to play him, but he's there if maybe you're doing like a late a late slate or something like that. And you want to throw him in one. Uh, slide over on this Clippers side of the ball. Things get a little bit more interesting over here because I have a ton of interest. Uh, anytime I see Paul George or Kawhi Leonard's out, we have to gravitate to some of these guys. So uh, with that being said, Kawhi Leonard, 9,100. Sign me up. Lock me, lock me in. I'm good with it. 9,100. He's going to be in most of my lineups. There's no reason not to uh, get you that small forward eligible player. He's underpriced, especially with no Paul George. We can expect the usage rate above 30%. Uh, and it's just Kawhi Leonard. There's not much more that needs to be said. The other guy, Nick Batum, 5,100. Played him in that last slate as well. Uh, should continue to play big minutes at the three and at the four. 5,100, it's a great matchup for him. I'm cool with Batum. Should see him handle the ball and facilitate a little bit more, especially with no Patrick Beverly as well. Uh, and then there's maybe one other guy I don't mind taking a look at. I'll say two. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. at 4,200. Another little decent value play we could probably take a look at. Should see the minutes in the mid to high 20s uh, with no George. Again, he's one of those other uh, wings that could play the three, could play the four. So he's a value play if you need him. Um, and then maybe if you wanted to take a stab at one of these two guards between you know Lou Williams or Reggie Jackson, you could. They'll get increased usage. Lou Williams finally starting to shoot the ball a little bit better. 
I'd probably go somewhere else. And if I had to pick one, it would be Lou Will. But I, I, I probably prefer the other plays like, uh, you know, Batum over both of them anyway. Yeah, I agree with 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 the same thing. Lou Williams just finding a shot, being clutch in that last game seems to be getting some momentum going. Five uh, K, good uh, good price, um, especially on this slate. And Batum, yeah, with uh, Paul George out, he steps up. He's getting those minutes. He's getting that usage. He's hitting threes. Um, he's doing everything. It's just a, a good solid player now. With uh, especially with Paul George out, that that usage is going to go to him. And Kawhi, ninety one hundred. Yeah, when Paul George is out, uh, lock and load me, Kawhi. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, Reggie just doesn't seem like uh, uh, a, a roster guy for me, um, especially the last couple games. So that's pretty much it. That is it. All right, man. That's the five-game slate. Thank you guys for listening. And if you have a quick moment, please give us a thumbs up, a rate, and review. You can find the podcast anywhere you listen, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Podbean, wherever. Uh, we really appreciate it, guys. It means a lot to us. It allows us to kind of – see your constructive criticism and get better. And it also allows us just, uh, you know, feel good. Sometimes it's not anything that we're doing wrong. It's just, hey, guys, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Uh, And those are great, too. If not, maybe even a little bit better. Uh, Nonetheless, we take it all and we love it all. So please, guys, hit us up over there. Give us that five star, that thumb up, thumbs up uh, and turn your notifications on. Subscribe. And if you have a minute, give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E. A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Chuck, why don't you let the good people know where they can find you? Yeah, Chuck underscore Mans, M-A-N-Z, a.k.a. Monster Trip Dubber. There it is. Give us a good follow, especially hit Chuck up. This dude has been fielding questions left, right, and center. Uh, and, you know, if he's not busy enough, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm trying to make him a little bit busier. Uh, hit him up. Get at him on Twitter. He'll be happy to help you guys out. And if you're not available on Twitter or if you're wondering why aren't these guys answering us around, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock, it's because we're in that Discord. Uh, and I urge you guys to come check it out because it's a great time in there. Uh, it is just a big, great group of people talking about DFS, talking about season long and talking about wager. Uh, whether you have the fantasy pass or just the DFS pass, uh, either way, you can get access to the Discord. So the DFS pass, obviously, you only have access to the DFS side of things, but you'll be able to hang out with all of us, get your questions answered, get some lineup tinkering in there. Uh, maybe you have some late, uh, some late, sweet, uh, late swap advice that you need, uh, breaking news, all that good stuff. We're hitting it up. We're talking about it, and we are helping out in there. And then, like I said, in that season-long aspect, on the other side of things, and in the wager pass. So, so many different things going on at Hoopball, guys. Check it out. Go sign up for the Fantasy Pass. If not, sign up for the DFS Pass. Only $1.99 a month for the DFS Pass. $4.99 a month for the Fantasy Pass. I don't think you can get anything that cheap anymore. But that is it. I feel like I've been talking a million miles an hour. <laughs> uh, and it's also, maybe it's just the, the jitters of getting back in this. We're not doing a show for a little while. But uh, glad to uh, glad to do it here with you, Chuck, though. But uh, anything else you want to say before we take off? Yeah, no, man. You nailed it with Discord, man. Definitely a lot of fun, especially if uh, in your world you're just trying to talk to people about fantasy and they just don't get it and you just want to talk to guys about that. Uh, that's just into it. And uh, it's just a good time and, and everybody's just on the same page. So just definitely go check it out. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's honestly probably one of the coolest group of guys and gals that I've, I've been able to talk sports with in, in a while. And you hit the nail on the head with that one, man. I, I bartended uh, for about, you know, eight years when I was uh, in college and a little bit before college. And I do sales now by day. 
I, you know, I've done a lot of jobs where you do a lot of talking. Believe me, sports gets brought up a lot, and it gets frustrating when you're trying to talk. Uh, you know, maybe it's just about <laughs> your season-long league or your DFS league or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, you get that you get that little inclination where it's like this person just doesn't get it. They're just not there. They're not in that competitive league like me. Uh, well, we all are. We're all doing it every night over there in the Discord. So come check it out. Come join us. But thank you guys for listening. We will be back. I think Breton is actually going to be on tomorrow, probably running solo, uh, just because, as you guys know, we will be watching the big game over here in the States. Breton over there in Australia, handling the biz like the boss that he is. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Let's go crush some GPPs. See you. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.